Welcome to Sandra Ray's Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. You're listening to episode 14. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and I'm so delighted to be here with Cara Mran and she is a Reiki master and she helps people to change their mindset and to renew their energy and raise their vibration and she also helps people to release their fears and to love themselves deeper and I'm just loving what Cara is all about because I am also a Reiki master and I just love Reiki so much so I'm delighted to have the opportunity to chat about Reiki and we're going to talk a little bit about other things that you can do with Reiki that are just complementary. So looking forward to that. So you're very welcome. And I wanted to start by just going through, you know, your background and your story and just how you found Reiki, how you got into it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, So my story kind of goes back to when I was three years old. When I was three, I was being sexually assaulted by a family member. And that trauma I carried with me for my entire life, uh, well into college, well after college. And it, it was something that I had buried deep, deep inside me that there were moments where I even forgot that it had happened until one day I was on, you know, I was starting my spiritual journey and I started to think back about my childhood. I was thinking back about traumas that I'd previously gone through and I had to work through that. And by working through that, I, one of my friends is also a Reiki master and she was telling me all about this healing, about the chakras and all this stuff. And I was very interested in it. And then I was being told by mediums, by all these mediums for coming into my life, for telling me that I'm a natural healer And so then I started studying Reiki, started getting really focused in Reiki, loved it, absolutely loved it. And once I started performing Reiki on myself, I could feel that childhood trauma start to dissipate and start to heal itself. And it was something that while it did take me a while, I was able to finally move forward from it. Mm. And I think it's important to note because you were saying that you almost forgot about it. And it kind of came back up. And sometimes when people do Reiki healings or they receive Reiki, they go through what's known as a healing crisis. I don't like to call it that, but it's like when that stuff comes to the surface for release and Mm -hmm. it feels like everything's breaking down because you're suddenly remembering things or this like trauma or this pain is coming up and it can be really tough Um, How did you deal with that or how did you cope with that? Yes. So, well, I mean, it's like, it's like any journey that you take. So say you were in a pitch black room and somebody turns the light on finally, like you're running into tables and things. You're trying to find the light switch. You turn on the lights. The first thing you do is you shield your eyes because it hurts. The light hurts first, but then you get adjusted. You start to really enjoy the light. You can see things. You're not running into walls. You're not running into things. And, And that's how it was like for me. So I was in this darkness and then I started the spiritual journey and it was like somebody turned the lights on and it hurt. And at first I was like, I don't like this. This is not what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be 
all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. I thought, you know, it was going to be very light and fluffy and it was not, it was, it, it hurt at first because of that pain that I had not dealt with. But once I had dealt with it, it was like, nothing could stop me. It was like, I finally felt like I could breathe. I could, I could finally see things clearer. I, I wasn't so sad anymore. I was, I was suddenly, I could, I could see joy and not just think, Oh, that's for somebody else. I could feel it too. And it was, it was a game changer for me. It was just something that once I had stepped out of that pain, once I had stepped out of that suffering, it was like, I could do anything. Mm, And I love that analogy. And it's true. Like when you turn the light on, yes, there is that moment of, Oh, I can't see properly. Everything's so bright. It hurts my eyes. Um, but when you compare it to a lifetime of suffering, of holding that yeah. inside you, and then having that moment of a little bit of discomfort, but then as you say, there's the relief after it. It's like, oh, thank God I've let that go, or thank God I've dealt with it. You know, it's like, oh, that's such a relief to actually finally recognize it and allow it just to come out. And um, I yeah. think a lot of us shy away from that. A lot of people don't want to feel that pain because they think that moment of that flash of light is going to be like going on forever, but it is literally just a moment and then it's gone. And then you get it come out the other side and there might be different levels of it. There might be like another level of healing that happens maybe later on, but it's always, if we don't resist it, we can move through it quite quickly. And it sounds to me that you move through it quite quickly based on what you're saying. I did. I actually moved through it pretty fairly quickly. It was, it didn't take me a tremendous amount of time to be able to, because I just was so motivated. I just, once I could see things clearer, I was like, all right, you know, it's, it's again with that, with that analogy, you're in a dark room, somebody turns on the light. Okay, great. Now you can see, but then you go outside and you've got the sunlight beaming down and you can see even clearer. Like, I was going, I was like, okay, where's the next level? Where, where do I get to go now? I want to be able to get past all of this. I don't want to hold on to this anymore because it's, it's held me back for such a long period of time. I want to move forward. I, I want to continue to move forward. I don't want to stop. So I just, I had that momentum and I just kept going to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And I just want to go back a little bit because for people who are listening, maybe some people have never heard Reiki before or they don't know what it is. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to um, describe about Reiki, what it does and how it works and just give people a little bit of kind of insight into that. Yes. So Reiki is a universal life energy. It's something that I feel everybody does Reiki on a certain level or a certain degree. Every time you give somebody a hug to comfort them, every time you shake someone's hand, every time you congratulate somebody with a high five, you're exchanging that energy. Essentially what Reiki does is it intentionally gives you energy. So while we may do it unintentional, Reiki is actually intentional. So it it actually means to give you that energy. It means to raise your vibrations. It means to give you some white light or to heal your energy or, or, um, to raise your everything, your high frequency vibes, all of that stuff. So Reiki is intentional energy, whereas people unintentionally 
you know, again, that, that hug, that high five, that handshake, that arm on the shoulder. Mm. And we're like swimming in this like sea of energy and it's there anyway. Everybody, you know, has energy where, you know, it's like when you go into the room and if somebody's had an argument and you can feel that tension in the room and we are all experiencing that energy and the universal life force energy of Reiki is just this really high frequency which travels through the Reiki practitioner. Um, so I think that's important to note. Like it's not necessarily your own energy that you're using because people always say to me, are you not um, really tired after Reiki healing because you're giving your energy away? And I would say, no, 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 it's not <laughs> my personal energy. It's universal life force energy. It's coming through me. And I actually feel exactly, exactly. Um, And so when you began your healing journey and you were saying that you wanted to just like learn more and more and you wanted to continue to just go on to the next level. And I mean, I know you're a Reiki master, but to me, I think there's infinite levels of Reiki. I don't think the universe ever stops at, you know, any particular level. I think there's infinite levels of Reiki and that healing energy. But um, how did you then start using Reiki and, you know, manifesting and bringing about things in your life that you desired? How did that link together? So it's actually a funny story. Um, (laughs) So I was on that momentum. I was on that train. I became a Reiki master. I kept studying Reiki. Even after I became a Reiki master, I still study Reiki. I still go back and um, read more about it, read more about chakras, meridians, anything I can get my hands on. And I went through a small period where I felt stuck again. I felt like I wasn't really moving forward. I wasn't moving back, but I wasn't moving forward either. And I, I kind of was like, okay, universe, like, I don't really know what to do right now. Like I, I had this really great speed, but I don't know what to do after this. And my friend, we were talking about manifesting. It's one of my friends. And she was like, well, what is your best life look like? What, what would your best life look like? And she was like, just tell me every detail. And so I started off with like, oh, I want a big house. I want a comfortable bed. I want this. I want this. Da, 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 da. And then she was like, yeah, but what are like the small details? Like, what are the little things that you want as well? And I was like, well, I want to be able to drink tea in the morning and not be rushed. I want to have... Um, little backstory. I used to be extremely, extremely poor. So I was homeless at one point. I lived in my car and I used to go to Chipotle and I would get a Chipotle bowl and I would ask for extra of everything except for the meat because the extras is all free, but I wouldn't get guac because guac was so expensive. And I love avocados. I love guac. I love avocados, but in my head, avocado or guac is a luxury. That's something that only wealthy people could afford in my head, in my mindset at that time. And so I told her in this transaction, I would have a fridge filled with avocados so that I could have guacamole all the time. And that was just something from my past self that still had that mindset of guacamole is for wealthy people. It's expensive. It's, you know, whatever. And So I wrote that down in my manifestation journal. I just put it down. You know, I want a fridge filled with avocados. And it was funny. It was, you know, something that we laughed about. 
And then I went to, this is back when I had a nine to five. I no longer have it. I left it. I do Reiki full time now. So I went to my nine to five and this guy came into my office and he had a crate of avocados. Literally the next day he comes in and he goes, I have eight avocado trees at my house. These have all fallen. They're all ripe. I can't eat them all. They're going to go bad. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll take them. So I put them in my car, drove home. And I'm putting these avocados in my fridge and it takes up my entire fridge. I have a fridge filled with avocados and I start laughing hysterically because I'm like, I know what I meant by what I was manifesting. I knew what I meant by it, but the universe was literal, absolutely literal and gave me a fridge filled with avocados. And that was my by far the most amazing thing I ever manifested. It's still my favorite thing that I've manifested to this day. And anytime that I feel stuck, anytime I feel like I'm not moving forward, or if I need to strengthen my practice, I literally just have a conversation with the universe. And I just say, okay, universe, bring me an avocado. And, and that to me is what helps my faith. It helps me keep going forward, keep moving forward, keep going past wherever I'm at. So that's your sign. When you see an avocado, you know that's your sign from the universe. I love that story. It's so brilliant. And literally, that's the way the universe works. It takes us so literally. And I'm always saying to people like family and clients and friends that what you say is so powerful. And if we knew the power of our words and like, you were talking about being broke. You were literally broke. But I know people who are rich and they will say, oh, I'm so broke at the moment. And we don't realize the power behind our words and what we're putting out there. And if we knew, we would never utter half of the things that we say. And I think that (laughs) when we realize that the universe is always taking us literally, that the universe doesn't joke around. If you say, I want a fridge full of avocados... (laughs) That is what you will get. And yeah, it's like such a great example of that, you know, just being playful and letting it go and like not having any attachment to it. Because I think a lot of us trip up when we want something, but we want it so badly that we have this attachment, which creates like fear and thinking, well, what if I don't get it? But when you don't have that attachment, then it just opens up for everything to fly in. And I want to talk yeah. to you about your Reiki practice because you were saying you're not working, you know, nine to five anymore. You're doing Reiki full time. So how did that come about? And, you know, how is that going? It's going incredible. I actually, it's another funny story because I knew it was the universe telling me that it's time to leave the nine to five life. I was so unhappy where I was at. It was just very negative where I used to work. There's so much negative energy. My bosses, I I had six bosses because it was a family run um, industry that I was working in. And there was just constant belittlement. And I would cry in the bathroom all the time. I was just so unhappy there. And so then this opportunity came up where on Tuesdays I could go and practice Reiki over in this it's called Inner Temple. It's in Encinitas in San Diego. And I would go there every Tuesday 
or I was, I was going to go there every Tuesday. I was really excited about it. So I asked my boss for Tuesdays off and he said that we would discuss it later, but this Tuesday I could take it off as like a vacation day. So I took it off and I went to this inner temple on Tuesday and I doubled my income for that day. So what it took me to make in eight hours, I made in four hours and I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to be at. This is definitely where I need to be at. And so I went in the next day to work and he was like, yeah, so we're not going to give you Tuesdays off. You either work 40 hours here or you work zero hours here. And I was like, okay, I work zero hours here then. And that was that. And I'm not going to say that I was like confident in what I just said, because I wasn't, I, I was like, okay, I know I need to do this. I feel like this is the universe telling me. I felt like the universe was giving me the ultimatum. I didn't feel like it was my boss. I felt like the universe was saying, you're either going to go for your dreams or you're going to stay in this negative space, but it's your decision. You can either move forward or you can stay where you're at. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. So I quit my job that day. And then I was driving home and I pulled over to the side of the road and I threw up and I was like, what if I made a huge mistake? And I thought about it. I thought about turning around and begging for my job back. But then a very big part of me kept saying, no, Cara, this is, this is where you need to be at. This is what you need to be doing. This is right. This is what you need to go for. And so I bought some carne asada fries and I went home and I watched Gilmore Girls. And then that was it. I, the next day I decided to go full force into my Reiki practice and it became successful very quickly. So are you still based in that center or do you, are you have a separate practice now? Yes. So I still go to Inner Temple on Tuesdays. Um, again, it's in Encinitas. Uh, which is a part of San Diego. And so I do go there every Tuesday, but then I also see clients one-on-one outside of that. So I either will do distance Reiki over the phone or I will go to people's homes and do Reiki where it's convenient for them. Brilliant. And yeah, just another really potent sign from the universe. It's like, okay, you're presented with this ultimatum what do you do? Are you serious about this? Or are you just going to stay where you are? And that takes so much courage. And I know you said on the way home, you had that little meltdown. You're like, what am I doing? But you did it and you kept going with it. And that just, it takes so much courage. And I think that when you commit, when you burn the bridges and you have to go in full force, then the universe supports you. And I know when I quit my full-time job, it's like everything just started coming in to support me. And like all of these things started happening, all these synchronicities. And it was just like everything started coming together. But that decision to make that leap was so difficult, but I knew I had to do it. And when I did it, I won't say it was plain sailing after that. It's like, I've learned so much. And I think when you're working for yourself in this type of work where, you know, it's your own um, services that you're selling. Like I used to work in marketing. It's easy to market a product, but when you're marketing yourself and what you're doing, that's tough. That can be hard. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's going really well. I'm so glad to hear that. And I just love your positivity. I love your light. And I love the fact that you have turned around your life to make something that was a negative into a positive and allow that experience to help you and to help others. Um, So if somebody is, you know, not familiar with Reiki and they want to try it out, or if they want to receive a distance healing, because I know you do that as well, um, what advice would you give to them or what would you say to them? Um, Advice that I would give, I would say to definitely be open to it. I would definitely say, especially if somebody is going through a hard time and is struggling right now, is not sure where they should start on their spiritual journey, ask for help. Um, I'm always going to be around to give, be, be a resource. This podcast is definitely a resource. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, then you're definitely on the right path. I would say to definitely reach out, get assistance, see what's going on, do, do the research. You know, Google is such a great resource. You can find anything online now. Um, anything for distance Reiki, I'm totally open to it. I love doing distance Reiki because I'm able to meet so many people from different walks of life in different areas of this universe that we have. So I love doing distance Reiki. I almost like it doing distance Reiki more <laughs> just because I get to meet more people. Yeah, it's funny. I have that experience as well because I know people like coming to one-to-one healings because it's very personable and you get to meet them in person which is lovely but I find sometimes the distance healings can be more powerful and I think that's because the people are more relaxed because they're at home they're in their own environment they're feeling like relaxed and they just are more open to receiving and I'm finding that the distance healings are really, really powerful. And I know some people are a little bit like, well, you know, what's happening? Will I feel anything or will I not feel anything? But I know that when I work with people through distance healing, they definitely feel the benefit of it. And they definitely notice it. And a lot of people do feel the energy shifting during the session as well. Do you find that? I do. I had one girl on the phone. She was, I, I believe she was in New York and halfway in the Reiki session, I could hear her starting to cry. And I was like, do you need, do you need a moment? Do you want me to stop? And she was like, no, it's amazing. It feels wonderful. Please don't stop. And so we finished the session and I asked her, I was like, Hey, what happened, you know, to make you start crying? And she was like, she was like, it felt like energy just filled up my entire body. And any darkness that I had was gone. And that's why I do what I do. I, I love helping people. I want to help as many people as I can, especially people who are hurting, especially people who may have forgotten their worth and may have forgotten things that are still affecting their life. Just because you don't remember a trauma 100% does not mean it's not still affecting you subconsciously. A lot of my actions were a reflection of what happened to me at a very young age the way people treated me, the way I let people treat me was a reaction to what had happened at a young age. Just because I couldn't remember every single detail didn't mean it wasn't still affecting my life. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that. Um, I remember coming across a diagram before of 
just like an illustration of what the energy field looks like before and after a Reiki session. And the before was like all this like kind of dark kind of cloudy energy and like these patches of just like gray and afterwards it was like this um you know like rainbow colored aura and it's not to say everybody is like that there's people who have quite clear auras and they come for healing and they just need a little bit of realignment and then there's other people who have loads of stuff going on and it's funny because often I find the people who sometimes are going through a lot of stuff they can still have quite clear energy they might just need like a little bit of stuff to shift and then yeah. other people come in and they seem okay they seem with it they seem together and their energy is so heavy so i think yeah. if we could see energy if like we could see what it looks like everybody would go for reiki healing because it's like you know if you haven't taken a shower and you're just like the dirt is just building up yeah. and you want to get clean and you want to just have a shower so that you feel better. I say Reiki is like that. It's like an energy shower, just like lifting your energy, clearing out all that stuff. And if people could see that energy, there is no doubt in my mind that they would be going for Reiki on a regular basis or some form of energy healing just to shift that. So yeah, absolutely. when you work with people, um, do you find, do you have to do any sort of energetic protection yourself or what do you do to keep your energy high and to keep your vibration high? So I always ground myself before a session and after a session, I reground myself when I do a Reiki energy healing, just to make sure that I have not attached any cords to that person by mistake or let them attach a cord to me by mistake. I do a cutting cord ceremony during, um, right after the Reiki session, I'll do a cutting cord ceremony where I just simply cut any cords or ties that I have so that I'm not walking away with their energy. They're not walking away with my energy. I always will ask beforehand. Um, I will just put out the intention into the universe and I'll let the universe know I'm doing this. I'm going to be a conduit. Please do not let me take my energy into that person or take their energy upon me. So there's, there's a couple of things that I do just to make sure that everything stays as it needs to be and that their negative energy doesn't attach itself onto something else close by that it actually just dissipates, transforms into positive energy. Mm. And I also work with the angels and I would call on the angels for healing sessions yeah. to help. And I find that their energy is so powerful. Like it's just so light and so just really high frequency that it really lifts the energy in the room during the healing, yeah. um, which is so lovely. Yeah, Do you absolutely. find that? Do you work with the angels as well? I will. I'll call upon Tara and I'll call upon Michael and just ask that we are surrounded by white light and that any any bad vibes that are in the room that they the angels just take that away and just mm. send it off yeah and what I find is sometimes the people who come in like they won't know why they're coming in, but they just kind of know that they need some sort of healing or they'll be attracted to me for some reason. And they might not be able to put their finger on it. But then afterwards, they're like, okay, yeah, now I realize why I needed yeah. this. And 
I just find that so amazing because the universe just works in such amazing ways to link people up. And there's this like kind of connection where they just know and it's time to just go and get a healing. And I find with Reiki, those synchronicities just, you know, happen so much more when you're in tune and in line with the flow of the universe and in that high vibrational frequency. So it's really important to keep your energy, I feel anyway, as a healer, to keep your highest like energy vibration so that you can be like the best clear conduit for that person who's receiving the healing. And I find it's, you know, even just lifestyle, like I know you're saying about you do different forms of exercise and boxing and stuff like that. Keeping your energy high through exercise is a great way through the food you eat and through your lifestyle. I love to meditate and just get into that Mm -hmm. like stillness. Um, Is there anything else you do to help with that or any other practices that you have? So I have a huge morning routine where I first thing I do when I wake up is I take my dog for a walk. We go for a walk around the block. And then after that, I'll make a breakfast. I make sure to have tea. I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, I, I limit the amount of time that I do watch any TV. I may watch 30 minutes every other day, if that. <laughs> um, I do listen to a lot of soothing music, though. And so I will do that. And then after we've eaten, I will go off. I do boxing. So I go to boxing class around nine o'clock in the morning. I'll, I'll have boxing class. And then afterwards, I come home, take a long shower and go into meditating, do some journaling, do some reading, any type of reading. If it's a fiction book, if it's a self-help book, that's going to further me into my meditation practice, into my spiritual practice. Um, I'll read that. And then, and then I will actually start social media, any type of work that I need to do, whether it's um, interviews, uh, photo shoots, connecting with people, sending emails, all of that stuff. I will do that. And then after that, I go back into my routine of, okay, let's meditate again. Let's get centered again. My goal is every day is to stay in flow to always be in flow, always be conscious of my thoughts, always be conscious of what the universe is giving me, whether they're giving me clients, whether they're giving me uh, people to talk to, to get to know better, whatever the universe has put in my path. That's, I always want to stay in flow with that. I always want it to be for my highest good and to keep my thoughts always positive because, you know, like you said, the universe is always listening. It's always listening to what you're thinking And so I will oftentimes, if I'm driving, whenever I'm driving, that's when my mind just goes everywhere and it starts thinking about things and I start processing things. So I will set a timer. I'll set a 30 second timer and I'll just constantly restart the timer on my drive home. And it's just a reminder of make sure you're focusing on something good. Make sure you're focusing on something positive. Don't focus on anything that's going to not promote you, anything that's not going to build you or sustain you. If you're thinking, you know, oh, can I pay this bill? Can I do this? Can I do that? Once the timer goes off, next 30 seconds, okay, it's a restart. Okay, let's try again. I I know I can pay this bill. I know the universe is going to help me with this. I know that this is going to happen. I know it's going to work out because it's never not worked out. 
it's never left me abandoned. It's never left me in a situation that I couldn't get out of. And so I do that, keep my morning routine. I have a night routine as well. It's very similar to my morning routine. Take the dog for a walk again. <laughs> we love our walks. <laughs> and I just love your energy and your focus and you're actually implementing what you're learning because I think that's so important like that 30 second timer like that is just genius because we do get so distracted and as you say in the car it's so easy to let your mind wander and you know often we'll drive and wonder how we got to our destination because you've just been totally away not concentrating not focused just thinking and letting your mind wander so that 30 second timer that is brilliant and even just to keep that going, I'm sure it takes a lot of focus as well, but refocusing on what you do want rather than focusing on what you don't want. That's so important. Yeah. And I think that the fact that you are doing all this stuff is testament to how and why you've turned your life around. And I think that you'll continue to just get better and better and see more and more uh, blessings in your life because of that, because when we put in the effort, the universe always responds because what you yes. give out comes back to you. So yes. I just think that's so amazing because the tendency is just to go onto autopilot, go through your life and just go through the motions. And so many of us do that. And I know I was guilty of that when I was working in my nine to five, you know, I get up, go to work, do my work, come home, watch TV and just do the same thing over and over. And mm -hmm. at some point, I kind of was like, well, you know, what am I doing? Do I really want to do this? Do I really get what the fulfillment that I am desiring out of this? And like you now, I don't really watch TV. Um, maybe at the weekend, I'll watch a movie. But I focus on what I want. And I read and I meditate and I write and do all the things that fill me up. And yeah, it's just getting into that space of being really clear and focused. So I think that's really a great tip just to decide what you want and then go for it and be really clear to the universe about what you want. So thank you so much. I just love your story. I love your inspiration. I love your energy. And I think that anybody who's listening, who's hearing about how you turn things around and you're now doing what you love. You're working as a Reiki practitioner and living the life that you want and just having the courage to do that. I think so many people would be inspired by that. So thank you for sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me on here. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. And um, if anybody wants to receive distance healing, if they want to get in touch with you, um, where can they contact you? Is it to go to your website? Yes. So they can find me on my website at caramaren.com, which is K-A-R-A-M-A-R-Y-N.com. You can also find me on Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash caramaren or on Instagram, at Cara Moran. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'll put a link to your website in the notes um, for this show. So I'll link that up. And yeah, just best of luck with the practice. Thank you so much. And 
Yeah, just best of luck with your Reiki practice and it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.